A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Collector's Closet, presented by the Ohio Lottery. Let's discuss my newest prize possession, this new $10 scratch-off, the $500,000 Platinum Jackpot. The best method I've found so far to help it hold its value is to vacuum seal it. This thing cannot get scratched. What's that? Sorry, my producer's telling me the only way it could be worth up to 500 grand is if I do scratch it? Okay, well, in that case, definitely don't overprotect your $500,000 Platinum Jackpot scratch-offs. Play them. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Something to note, all myths have many versions and variations. For this episode, we've selected those we felt are the most dramatic and entertaining and supplemented them with additional research into Russian traditions. Because mythology comes from oral tradition, there's a wide variety across sources. Our myths may not always be the version you're familiar with, but we hope you'll enjoy them. As a baby, Prince Ivan Surevich's nursemaids sang him lullabies and nursery rhymes, but they also sang to him of the woman that he would one day wed. She even had a name, the beautiful Vasilisa Kirbyetevna. Ivan heard their song each evening, listening to his destiny as he grew into a young man, a young man who soon felt stuck within the palace walls. He wanted to see the world, and more importantly, he wondered how he would meet and marry the great Vasilisa if he remained at home forever. After finally receiving his father's permission, Ivan set out into the world, accompanied by two palace guards. He had a prophecy to fulfill. But Prince Ivan was naive. He was not ready for the hardships of the world beyond the palace. He didn't make it far before encountering a sight that shocked him. In the village's market square, a handsome man was leaning over a cart with his pants around his ankles. A merchant stood behind him, raising a whip into the air. He brought it down hard onto the handsome man's buttocks. Ivan was passing by with his guards and winced at the sound, but the handsome man merely laughed. Ivan's mouth fell open at the man's bravado. He had thought of himself as brave and strong. Not only that, he was adept at swordplay. He had trained extensively in the palace yards, but seeing this man laughing in the face of torture made him realize he wasn't as strong as he'd thought. And then the man spoke. <laughs> Whip me all you like, merchant. It will not put those coins you seek into your pocket. And do hurry. I must journey to the thrice-tenth kingdom. Bulat the Brave does not take kindly to delays. Ivan stared at Bulat in awe. 
The thrice tenth kingdom was a place he knew well. It was the land his nursemaids had sung about, the land where his future wife lived. It was the very place that he sought. He looked at the merchant. Whatever this man owes, I will pay. He shall come with me. Welcome to Mythology, a ParCast original. Every Tuesday, we present dramatic stories from ancient mythology and explore their origins. I'm your host and narrator, Vanessa Richardson. You can find all episodes of Mythology and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream Mythology for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Mythology in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. Today, we're exploring the adventures of Bulat the Brave as he helps a naive prince fulfill a prophecy. Though Bulat's heroics are the backbone of the story, this Russian folktale is really about the unlikely friendship that blossoms between two very different men. Russia is a vast land, and its winters are harsh. Russians are a hardy bunch who brave these lethally cold months by stockpiling for the winter, retreating into their homes and enjoying food and drink. But winter is also a time for stories. Russia boasts an enormous collection of stories and tales. These were traditionally told as epic poems passed down within families. Rarely were they written down. Not until the 19th century did this folklore begin to appear in text. These stories fall into a variety of categories, from supernatural myths, usually centered around the famed Russian character Baba Yaga, to moral stories about everyday people learning a lesson. Russia's folklore canon seems to have a story for every life situation you might encounter. But the most common story is that of the humble hero from a low social class rising up to victory alongside an ignorant but fair king. This is perhaps because folklore in Russia was born from its farmers and lower class commoners. Their perspective is what guides their heroes and frames their tales. One such tale is that of Bulat the Brave. Bulat is an adept warrior from a lower class than his companion, Prince Ivan. But rather than this being a hindrance, Bulat is able to impart wisdom, street smarts, and courage to the sheltered prince. Prince Ivan paid an angry merchant to free Bulat the Brave after hearing Bulat mention the thrice tenth kingdom. It was a place Ivan knew well. As a small boy, he'd been told his future wife, Vasilisa Kirbyatevna, lived there. He decided that their meeting must have been a stroke of fate. Upon being freed from the whipping post where the merchant had bound him, Bulat casually swung a muscular arm around Ivan and led him to the stable. Ivan's two guards tensed at Bulat's forwardness, but Ivan held up a hand to stay them. He had just met Bulat, but Ivan couldn't help but trust this confident man. The two strode out of the guard's earshot as they entered the stable. I thank you for your charity, young prince. How did you know I was a prince? Hmm, no commoner would wear such garb. And 
tote two surly men in his wake. They looked back at the guards and shared a laugh, but Bulat grew serious as he looked Yvonne up and down. Bulat had been a fierce warrior for many years, and his military pursuits brought him to many lands. He'd seen people from all walks of life and was rarely surprised. But Ivan's naivete and gentle nature had sparked something within him. He leaned into the young prince and whispered a proposition. There are those that say not to accept a penny if you do not give something in return. So please, ask me what you will, and I will grant it. I heard you are going to the thrice-tenth kingdom. Is it true? Yes, that land is prosperous. I have been a soldier all of my days, and I am looking for a place to settle down, a home. Why do you ask this? I was told as a child that my love resides there. Bulat's eyebrows raised at this news, a prophecy. The air felt thick with fate. He gazed at this thin, nervous young man in front of him before glancing at the guards that flanked him. Suddenly, everything felt clear. And you have emerged from your palace for the first time to find her. Is that so? Yes. Prince Ivan, I know where your love is, and I can take you to her, for I owe you a debt. But we go alone. Ivan hesitantly looked back at the guards, He had not been pleased that his father had assigned him guards in the first place. It felt like he was being tended to by nursemaids. He wondered if Vasilisa would be filled with disdain when she saw he needed guards to watch over him. But with the courageous Bulat the Brave at his side, he would surely look valiant. He nodded at Bulat and received a devilish grin in return. (laughs) Excellent choice. Now, choose a horse. But... None of these steeds are mine. Bulat had already mounted a horse and was galloping from the stable. Understanding Bulat's intention, Ivan scrambled atop a silky black mare and dug his heels in. With a thrilled smile on his face, Ivan followed Bulat past the guards, out of the village, and into the world beyond. Ivan rode behind Bulat through the fields of Russia, They passed more villages than he'd seen in his lifetime. They crested mountains and galloped past lakes. Finally, they arrived at an immense castle. A tower dominated the view, its facade cluttered with windows. The sun had begun to set. Within a tower window, candlelight emitted a faint glow, and the silhouette of a woman could be seen. We are in Tsar Kirbet's kingdom. And that is his favorite daughter, Vasilisa Kirbyetevna. He will not let go of her easily. How is it you know all of this? A soldier travels. A good soldier listens. A great soldier remembers. (laughs) I know these lands better than anyone. I know who lives where, who wants what, and what terrors lurk nearby, ready to take anything that we hold dear. We are not the only ones who seek Vasilisa. Once we retrieve her, We must be careful. Bulat led the two men to a nearby village and instructed Ivan to buy a goose from a market stall. They would use this bird to tempt the princess. But by the time they returned to the castle, Ivan had become nervous. Bulat sensed his anxiety and placed a gentle hand on the young prince's shoulder. 
he would go and retrieve the bride for this quivering young man. Bulat rode to the castle with the goose under his arm. He smiled as he neared. This had begun as a way to repay Ivan for his generosity, but he now realized what fun he was having. He reached the first floor window of Vasilisa's tower and confidently knocked on the pane. A moment later, Vasilisa herself pushed the window open and looked down at Bulat, still atop his mare. She was young and quiet, a reserved woman. Her intelligent eyes looked at the goose in Bulat's arms and narrowed. What trickery is this? No trickery, my lady. I simply wish to know if you have any drink to spare. I have caught dinner, but alas, I have nothing to wash it down with. Vasilisa looked suspicious, but after a brief hesitation, she disappeared inside. She reappeared holding a glass of vodka out to Bulat. He reached for it, but instead of taking the vodka, his hand clasped around her wrist. <gasps> he pulled her from her window and onto the back of his horse. Before she could struggle, he dug his heels into his mount's hindquarters. The horse took off. Vasilisa resisted, but it was not until they reached the end of the wood that she managed to push herself off the horse. She hit the ground, but stood quickly, dusting herself off. How dare you! I, my father will notice me missing and have you killed! Forgive him. It was me who asked Bulat to fetch you. Vasilisa looked over to see Ivan stepping out from behind a tree. Though she was filled with fury, she found her rage fading. Despite being ripped from her tower abode, she suddenly had an uncanny sense that she was at home. Greetings, my lady. I am Prince Ivan Serevich. I do know that name, for I've been told of your existence all of my life. Their eyes locked in a passionate gaze, and Bulat smiled. His debt was repaid, and true love was ignited. But his smile soon faded. A small army of 50 men was swiftly approaching from the castle. Vasilisa, I believe your father has noticed you are missing. Up next, Vasilisa's father pursues his treasured daughter. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now back to the story. Bulat the Brave had just repaid his debt to Prince Ivan by uniting him with his love, Vasilisa. But no sooner had the two lovers connected than Vasilisa's father, the Tsar, had realized she was missing. Bulat and Ivan watched as the Tsar led an army toward the edge of the woods where they had gathered. They scrambled atop their horses, but Vasilisa hesitated. She had only just met these men. In fact, they had stolen her from the life she'd always known. But her father had kept her hidden from the world in a tower, and it was not a life she wished to return to. 
She'd always dreamed of her future prince, and here he was. She would be a fool not to go. With adventure in her heart, she leapt onto the back of Ivan's mare, and the trio took off down the road. The group was small and outpaced the army that followed, but Bulat knew it was only a matter of time before the Tsar caught up to them. He slipped a ring from his finger and hid it amongst his clothes. Ivan, my lady, you two go onward. I have lost my ring and I must find it. But the army is after us. How could you possibly? Do not be foolish. If it's a ring you need, then here. I have one you can take. My lady, take your ring back. That ring I have lost was my mother's. And one never wants to forget their mother. With a wink, Bulat turned his horse around and galloped in the opposite direction. Bulat's horse pounded the dirt road. It wasn't long before the army appeared, rushing towards him. Rather than slow, Bulat urged his horse onward. It was a foolish action for one man to take on an army, but as Bulat raised a sword and let out a cry, it was clear that he was no average man. Bulat burst into the thick of the men, felling one soldier after another. He was an unstoppable force, and even though severely outnumbered, he showed no signs of slowing down. The Tsar watched his army being slaughtered. He was so astonished he could not even lift his sword to fight back as Bulat ran his last man through. Bulat, his face streaked in blood, looked up at the Tsar. Tsar, I am a warrior. I may not come from noble blood, but loyalty instills a fierceness within me. I fight in the name of Prince Ivan, who has just claimed his rightful bride. Go back to your kingdom. If you do not, you may meet me again and suffer the same fate as your men. The Tsar trembled with rage, but also with fear. He gave a respectful nod and then returned to his kingdom, defeated. Bulat turned back the way he came, stopping briefly at a stream to wash the blood from his face and clothes. He did not want Vasilisa and Ivan to be alarmed at the sight of him. By the time Bulat returned to Vasilisa and Ivan, night had fallen. They had set up camp in the woods at the edge of the thrice tenth kingdom, and Vasilisa was curled up by the fireside, fast asleep. Ivan stood as Bulat appeared, grateful to see his comrade alive and well. Bulat! Any sign of the Tsar? Mm. The roads were clear, my friend. It seems the maiden's father will trouble us no more. <sighs> then he has given up. Did you find your ring? <laughs> that I did. It is here. Bulat held up his ring for Ivan to see. Its metal glistened in the firelight. He joined Ivan by the fire and let out a yawn. Ivan noticed. <laughs> you are tired. Of course you are. You have done so much for me today. I do not know how to thank you. I owed you a debt, and I am glad I could repay it. But Ivan, I admit I have enjoyed our time together. You are a good man. <laughs> I would say the same for you. Bulat the Companion, they should call you. Now please, go to sleep. Let me keep watch. There are dangers in these woods. 
You should know that you are not the only one who seeks a princess to warm their bed. You must not succumb to sleep. I will not disappoint you. Though he was reluctant, Bulat lay down beside the fire. The trials of the day had indeed made him tired. His eyes were heavy, and soon, sleep took him. Bulat awoke to Ivan's cries. He sat up, squinting against the morning light, and saw Ivan kneeling beside Vasilisa's blanket. It was empty. Bulat, I... I did not do as you asked. I failed, and she is gone, taken in the night while I slept. It is the work of Kashia the Deathless. He prowls these lands, searching for maidens. I should have warned you better, made you understand. It was your error, true, but I must share in the blame. The Deathless? He has hidden his soul from the Reaper. He cannot be killed. But what shall I do, Bulat? I do not know how to kill anything, let alone kill the unkillable. Slow down, Prince. First, we must find him. You mean you will help me? I promised you I would find your prophesied love. My task may take longer than I had thought, but it is still my task. (laughs) And I have not yet found a land to settle in. What have I to get back to? Ivan was grateful to this warrior who knew so much more than him, but he did not yet realize that Bulat was grateful for Ivan as well. He'd been a fierce warrior and battled intimidating foes, but he never had a true friend. The two men set off on their horses, with Bulat leading the way. They traveled for days, roaming the countryside. A month passed. They'd just begun to lose hope when they came upon a field. Bulat pulled on his horse's reins and held up a hand. Ivan stopped short beside him. Before them lay an enormous field where two men tended to a herd of cattle. Why have we stopped? Kashia's cattle. There. Beyond the field sat a small farmhouse with a plume of smoke streaming from its chimney. Bulat eyed the scene thoughtfully. It would not do to storm into the home of a man immune to death. They would have to be cunning. His eyes turned to the herders manning the cattle. By the time the herders looked up, Bulat was upon them. He mercilessly ran his sword through them in a single swipe. As the men hit the ground, Bulat turned to Ivan and nodded. But Ivan was frozen. He knew of death and violence in theory, but had never seen it with his own eyes. His hands trembled as he helped Bulat steal the herder's clothes. A short time later, Bulat and Ivan, dressed as the herders, led the cattle into Kashia's barn. There, a few milkmaids were giggling as they milked a cow, but there was no sign of Kashia. The milkmaids looked up as they entered, then went back to their task without saying a thing. To them, Bulat and Ivan looked like the simple herders that worked the farm. Bulat stepped forward cautiously. Greetings, maidens. Is that milk for the lady of the house by any chance? Off the maiden's nod, Bulat took out his ring. He held it in the air and then dropped it in their pail. See to it that she gets that. 
The maidens frowned, but stood and carried the pail from the barn. Ivan and Bulat waited tensely, but they did not have to wait long. Vasilisa soon hurried into the barn. Her face was pale, and her eyes were red from crying. She held Bulat's ring in her hand. As Ivan saw her, he melted. It was his fault that she'd been taken, and it pained him to see her in such a state. He stepped forward with his head down. But as soon as he opened his mouth to apologize, Vasilisa leapt into his arms. I knew it was you. Please, we do not have much time. Kashia's hunting and I do not know how long it will take. The milkmaids would not tell me. My love, come with us. You do not need to stay. He will come for me, my prince. A man that cannot die has all the time in the world. He will never stop seeking me. Then kill him. We must. There is no way. He has hidden his soul somewhere that no one can find. He told you this? He does so love to boast about it. Kashia cannot hide from the Reaper once his soul is uncovered. We shall find his soul, and then we shall kill the man who dares cheat death. The three of them plotted in the barn, but they did not realize that a short distance away, Kashia was returning from his hunt. Kashia the Deathless was tall, with broad shoulders and long, tangled hair. His face was pale and gaunt, and his dark eyes were almost black. Upon his thin lips was a sneer, an untold joke at the expense of those mortal souls around him. And as his intimidating form rode his steed toward his front door, he caught a whiff of something in the air. He inhaled deeply, and his cold eyes flashed. There were men close by, men who wished him harm. In the barn, Bulat's hair suddenly stood up on end. He looked toward the door, worried. He had long learned to trust his instincts. They had served him well on the battlefield, and right now, he knew that they were in terrible danger. Kashia the Deathless was coming. Up next, Vasilisa uses her cleverness to find her captor's hidden soul, and in doing so, sends her lover on a perilous journey to retrieve it. Now, back to the story. After uniting Prince Ivan with his prophesied love, Vasilisa, Bulat had thought his task was done. But the malevolent immortal, Kashia the Deathless, took Vasilisa under the cloak of nightfall and whisked her away to his home. While Kashia was out hunting, Bulat and Ivan met Vasilisa in a barn and tasked her with finding out where Kashia kept his soul. But Kashia had returned from his hunt and smelled their presence. Kashia strode into the barn, his nostrils flared, ready to catch whatever interlopers had dared infiltrate his home. But he only saw Vasilisa standing by the cow. He did not notice that just a short distance away, hidden within the muck of the pigsty, were Bulat the Brave and Prince Ivan. They waited with bated breath, hoping not to be discovered. Vasilisa cleared her throat, trying to get Kashia's attention. My lord, I... 
I have missed you so. What are you doing out here in the barn? I left you warm by the fire inside. I needed some milk for my face. The maids did not bring enough. Have you seen anyone unusual? The air is thick with their scent. No, my lord. Vasilisa stiffened as Kashia slunk around the barn, coming dangerously close to the pigsty. But his vile gaze did not fall upon Bulat or Ivan. Instead, he turned back to Vasilisa, who smiled winningly. I was worried for you. Out hunting, it's so dangerous. <laughs> I have told you, I cannot die. My soul is hidden from harm. But my lord, have you been properly careful with it? What if someone were to find it? If it were me, I would keep it within sight so as to make sure no harm befell it. <laughs> you are a lovely girl, but your intelligence is wanting. It is in my kitchen, by my hearth, within a broom. It is the perfect place to hide it. No one would seek something so important within something so common. Vasilisa smiled. She had done it. Later that evening, Kashia sat down at the table for his meal. His yellowing teeth sank into a goose wing, and his thin fingers peeled its skin off the bone with delight. How he loved the taste of flesh. Vasilisa slowly approached him, holding the broom in question. She held it tightly, ready to snap it in half to release his soul. My lord, I have retrieved your broom. Its cargo is too precious to be left lying around. <laughs> Again, you prove that you are short of wit. Would I keep something so important within something so common? You said... I'd only trust another creature to guard my soul. It is within the goat in the barn. Vasilisa stared at him with contempt as she shoved more meat into his mouth. His eyes followed her as she slowly moved to the roaring fire. She stared into the flames, aware of Kashia's evil, watchful eyes. As night fell, Vasilisa climbed from her window and hurried to the barn. Bulat and Ivan were there waiting for her. She moved to once again leap into Ivan's arms, but the smell from the sty gave her pause. She smiled ruefully. Uh, forgive me, my love, but the smell is too great. Of course. It matters not. He was lying about the broom, was he not? How did you know? A warrior can detect a lie. Now tell me, did he give you another location? In the goat. He said he needed another soul to watch over his own. Mm, lies again. We must be clever about this. Take the goat to Kashia and try once again. In fact... Bulat produced a scarf from his pocket and wrapped it around the goat. Then he stepped back. If Vasilisa presented Kashia with this goat, decorated like a revered prize, he would once again laugh at her thoughtlessness. Surely his condescending ego would compel him to reveal the true location of his soul. Vasilisa crept into Kashia's abode, leading the goat behind her. As she stepped across the threshold, 
Kashia awoke from his slumber, his huge shoulders tensed, ready to spring upon whatever creature dared enter his lair. Who goes there? It is me, my lord. I brought your goat from the barn. Such an important guardian should be kept close by, do you not think? Again, your idiocy astounds me. You think I would keep my soul in such a beast? Vasilisa tried to hide her smile as Kashia puffed his chest. A sickening grin returned to his face as he chuckled at her supposed stupidity. <laughs> my soul is far more difficult to find. I've hidden it inside an egg, which is inside a duck, which was swallowed by a hare that lives under an oak tree on the shore of the distant sea. <laughs> no one can find it. Oh, you are very clever, my lord. Kashia was pleased with himself, so pleased, in fact, that he did not notice the smell of pig manure that had permeated the air. Because at that very moment, Ivan and Bulat were poised outside his window, listening to his every word. Upon hearing Kashia's confession, Bulat and Ivan wasted no time. They mounted their steeds and took off. Bulat knew that what Kashia said about his soul was the truth. He had heard of this island he spoke of. It was featured in a tale told often by soldiers around the campfire. But Bulat also knew that the journey was long, and they had no food with them. He worried that they'd go hungry. But Bulat's prayers were answered. For a short time after they departed, a dog darted into their path. Bulat pulled on his reins and whipped out his sword. Ivan watched Bulat raise the sword. Stop! Still your hand! We have a long way to go, young Ivan. This dog's meat will feed us. Let him live. I am the reason behind so many ills that have befallen us. Fasalisa was imprisoned because of my negligence, and two herders met their deaths at your hand. I do not fault you for doing what must be done, but I cannot bear another life being lost. We will either reach Kashia's soul, or we will not, but let violence not get us there. Bulat looked at the dog, which cowered in fear, and he lowered his sword. He'd thought he knew the land, the world, better than Ivan, but Ivan had begged for mercy when he had not even considered it. It was a lesson he would do well to remember. The dog disappeared into the woods, and the two men continued on their journey. Bulat passed an eagle as they moved through the thick trees. He reached for his sword, but remembered Ivan's lesson on mercy and stopped. They pressed on. Soon they came to the ocean shore. On the horizon, the oak tree Kashia had spoken of stood proud against the darkening sky. A scratching caught Bulat's attention, and he looked down at the sandy beach. Crawling along the shore was a lobster. Bulat's stomach growled. He once again reached for his sword, but he stayed his hand as he remembered Yvonne's words. Instead, he looked to the tree. They had arrived. Bulat ran toward the tree with a yell and threw his body against its trunk. <laughs> 
Ivan watched in admiration as Bulat strained against the tree. The tree finally gave way, toppling over and hitting the ground with a thud. And then, from its roots, a hare sprung out and took off down the shore. The men rushed after it in a panic, but they were too slow. They watched in agony as it grew smaller and smaller on the horizon. But suddenly, barking filled the air as the dog Bulat had spared leapt from the woods and sank its teeth into the hare. The dog tore at the rodent, ripping it apart. But from its damaged body, a duck emerged. Its wings flapped as it took to the skies. Out of nowhere, the eagle Bulat had spared shot after the duck, tearing it apart with its talons. The duck fell from the sky and into the sea. The men watched in shock and defeat. They could not believe the miraculous events that had just occurred, but they also knew that the sea had likely claimed the egg that lay within the duck. Ivan looked down and gasped. Bulat followed his gaze to see the lobster he'd spared crawling out of the ocean. It held an egg in its claw. Bulat slowly reached down and took the egg from the creature. He held it up with a smile. <laughs> I believe there is a great force helping us, Prince Ivan. It seems someone does not want Kashia to run from death any longer. The men rode back to Kashia's farm as quickly as their horses would take them. As they strode toward their fate, Ivan was filled with purpose. He looked at Bulat and smiled, no longer feeling the nerves that previously pulsed within him. Instead, he only felt certainty. Night had fallen by the time they arrived at Kushia's farm. Bulat dismounted his horse and ran for the door, his sword brandished. Ivan was close behind him. He lunged forward to fling open the door for Bulat, who lurched inside. A startled Vasilisa backed away in fright, but Kashia stood tall and looming. He towered over Bulat with a leering smile. <laughs> and who might you be? Kashia, I have come to kill you and free your captive. <laughs> kill me? <laughs> My poor little warrior, you cannot kill someone who has no soul. I am Bulat the Brave, and you are no longer the Deathless, just Kashia. Before Kashia could react, Ivan leapt into the room and smashed the egg on Kashia's forehead. The gooey mess from within the egg poured down Kashia's face. His dark eyes turned lethal, and his lip curled into a snarl. Ivan stepped back, fearful of this tyrant's rage. Kashia grabbed Ivan's throat, his grip like iron, as his fury erupted. You dare release my soul? <gasps> Kashia let go of Ivan with a gasp and slowly looked down. Bulat's sword stuck out of his chest. Its blade had been run straight through his heart. Bulat stood before him with a cocky grin and watched as Kushia the Deathless crumpled to the ground and lay still. The demon was defeated. 
Taking his lover's hand, Ivan led Vasilisa from her prison and back into the world where they could begin their lives anew. Bulat escorted Ivan and Vasilisa safely to Ivan's castle, where he introduced her as his wife to his kingdom. A week of celebratory drinking and eating followed, and finally, Ivan fulfilled his lifelong prophecy and made Vasilisa his wife. After the joy of their union wore off, Ivan began to worry about his friend. Bulat had not yet departed, and he was no doubt growing restless. He was a warrior, and the simplicity of castle life was likely too dull for him. Perhaps he was waiting for Ivan's blessing. Though Ivan did not want him to go, he would do the right thing by his comrade. One night after supper, Ivan approached Bulat. Friend, you have done so much for me. You must know how grateful I am for your companionship. It is I who must thank you. Not many would have stopped to help a commoner in the market. Your kindness has stayed with me. You have taught me much. I... I understand that you must go. You have sought your home, and I have held you back. Just know that should you wish it, you always have a place alongside me. A better advisor I could not find. Bulat smiled, grateful at the offer. Because Bulat had no intention of continuing to roam, he had always thought that when he found his home, it would be in a land that spoke to him. But he realized instead that he had found home within another person. In his naivete, Ivan had taught Bulat much about goodness and mercy, just as Bulat had taught Ivan about being brave. The two remained friends until the end of their days, with Bulat the Brave as Ivan's most trusted advisor. As Ivan moved from prince to ruler and had children of his own, Bulat continued to lend him guidance. Even when the two men disagreed, they recalled their adventure and all that they had learned from one another. The character of Ivan is present throughout many Russian tales, while there are various iterations of Ivan, he's frequently seen as inexperienced and foolish until a journey forces him to become a hero. This is because regardless of the way Ivan accomplishes his task and who helps him along the way, he was created to represent the trials of the underdog. Both Bulat and Ivan consistently swap power throughout the story. Ivan has noble blood, yet is never quite able to accomplish anything himself. It's Bulat who accomplishes the extraordinary tasks, and Vasilisa who finally gains the knowledge needed to defeat the demon. He may be a noble, but without the help of a commoner and a woman, Ivan would never have succeeded. However, the story also proves the reverse is true as well. Without the higher ideals and inherent morality of Ivan, Bulat might have slain the animals and ultimately failed in his task. So though Bulat the Brave glorifies the warrior, it also shows us that both peasants and nobility have something to offer one another. In each of us, there's an inherent need for growth, no matter where you come from.
Thanks again for tuning in to Mythology. We'll be back Tuesday with a new episode. For more information on Bulat the Brave, amongst the many sources we used, we found Encyclopedia of Russian and Slavic Myth and Legend by Mike Dixon Kennedy, extremely helpful to our research. You can find more episodes of Mythology and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Mythology, for free, from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Mythology on Spotify, just open the app and type Mythology in the search bar. If you enjoy Mythology, you'll love my other podcast, Tales. Tales presents fairy tales the way they were originally told, orally and unadulterated. Traditional fairy tales aren't exactly suitable for children, and every Wednesday we dive into another dark, classic story. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast, and Twitter at Parcast Network. We'll be back next week with another epic story. Mythology was created by Max Cutler and is a Parcast Studios original. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler, sound design by Russell Nash, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, Freddie Beckley, and Paul Mahler. This episode of Mythology was written by Kate Murdoch, with writing assistance by Greg Castro. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Tom Bauer, Sky King, and Jen Wong. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 